morning. Good morning. Hello. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. I say good morning at work and it's a great bit. <laughs> fully 7 p.m. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Literally, yeah. Good morning. Um, good morning. It's so charming. People love me. My name is Carson Ronquist. I'm Christian Borky. And welcome to Suck, Suck Off. Off. Uh, this is episode three, Speedboat. Lifeboats. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Very different. Very different. <laughs> yeah, it would be a different conversation if they were in speed Yep. Um, so, yeah. Starts off, Ken in the car. New Ken, though. Not as sad. A little bit confident because now he's, you know, acting CEO or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's not in a good place, really. Uh, no, because he's incurred a major debt problem. A $3.25 billion debt problem. Yes. That is now his and his job only to solve because he's one of only three people to really know about it. Yeah. And the stock is... Plummeting. Oh, yeah. Um, what did Chip say? He's like dysentery for the stock. <laughs> 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 Fucking awesome. Starting right off, I we get more creepy Tom at the top of the episode. Okay, I'll um, say it. I love how sexless it is, and I kind of like a freak like that. It... <laughs> Talking directly into Shane's pussy. Yeah. I miss you. She's like, you're being weird. No, you were being weird. It's like, <laughs> bro, stop. I, and also, the dog Mondale is introduced. And having seen all of Succession up until this point, I he never totally comes forgot back. that never dog He never comes back. That dog was in too small of, a, of quarters. Yep. They, Who's taking care of this who's dog? Who's taking care of this dog? Mondale. What a name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His name is Mondale. Um... Tom has the line at the end where he's like, it's a man's right not to choose, which is just <laughs> because very Shiz Tom is saying, let's go visit Logan. We haven't seen him since he's exited the hospital. Yep. And Tom is like, it's my first day because I suppose he got the promotion that he wanted yep. of being a big boy at Waystar Royco. Yeah. In charge of like national parks or something. Yeah. Yeah. So he's having to choose going to see a sick relative or mm-hmm. be on time for his first day of work. Right. Which he, he ultimately not. chooses the sick relative, which honestly shows that Tom is like more focused on like the bigger stuff than he is his current status. You know, he's Do more you, focused on Logan. Yeah. And that's kind of pays off. Yeah. Do you mean by bigger stuff? You don't mean his like personal relationship with Logan. You mean like maintaining his maintaining the relationship with Logan, I would say. Aha. Yeah. Because I feel like I, I I didn't I came up with this just now as we were talking about it. I'm like, oh, that was an active choice by Tom to like stick with him. Um, and that's interesting because I never read it like that. I always read it as he values his romantic relationship with Shiv over. That I is. Mean, uh, I guess you're right, though, that Logan layer is definitely. Yeah. Part of it. He's very focused on, on Logan. We get one of three extremely homosexual moments in this episode, which is that. Roman and his uh who is it? Like his, his trainer? trainer? Yeah. His trainer that Pax recommended, and he's Talking. getting his back bent. My man, he's getting his back blown. It's like looking into his eyes, and he's like, "I take this very seriously." And I'm like, "I know it's like Three people want." Roman's like, he has the line where he's like, "Fucking money cancer." Like, got so much fucking. I'm so serious. I'm yeah. cancer. Just kidding. I'm money cancer. I'm so serious about this. 5:30 a.m. Because at 5:30 p.m. I'll be working. It's yeah. Like, Ooh. You could say he literally gets his back blown out the rest of this. <laughs> Can't stand you. <laughs> After that, there's the whole the the whole lingering Shiv wants to see Logan this whole episode. But she- Marsha is not letting her. And I didn't pick up on this because this is only like my first time actually rewatching the show. Mm-hmm. There's a um, staff member who's crying on her way out, and Marsha's like, "I'm so it's just the morphine. I'm so sorry." Yep, yep. And I always thought. Like, I took Shiv and Tom's interpretation at face value the first time I saw it, because, like, you're not thinking, yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. know the end of the episode. So, it, to me, it was like, oh, well, Logan just, like, woke up and verbally berated the fuck out of her. <laughs> as he but, does. As yeah. he does, to everybody. Yeah. 
However, it is made clear by the end of the episode that he had probably made sexual advances towards this staff member, yes. leaving her in tears and walking into the building. To which Marsha goes, staff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should awesome. also mention that staff member looks a lot like Shiv, like same hair color, Ooh, which I know is that. like a non-detail, but I'm like, I don't know, that's it's a detail, kind of worth mentioning. Um, so yeah, she is Shiv is it's a, again a Shiv moment of like trying to like mm. step above, and then it kind of falls on her face in the end. Um, yeah, because she cannot escape her gender. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's actually like a great point. it's not explored it's not explored as much as like other shiv things throughout the series but Mm -hmm. like i think her gender has a very big part and why she wins and loses the specific things that she does yeah yeah she's oftentimes the only woman i don't even think this show passes the bethel test until like episode fucking five (laughs) let's talk about that actually when tom swallows his own cum that's that's (laughs) when this movie <laughs> yeah um anyway uh, Anyways, uh moving on uh there's the great scene where kendall is on the phone with the banks um oh god and is- the line it's just so funny when you know what's gonna happen when he tells jerry he's like my dad's a bastard they need to know i'm a bastard too um i'm sorry can we talk about the scene right before that yeah, what, which, which he facetimes scene? Rava, yeah. his ex-wife, and says, "Should I go Hulk or Bruce Banner?" And she's dealing with their two like young children at the moment. Yeah, and it's so good. The writing of the show is so good because I know so many executive men who would not get even a day yep. like yep. on their own, right? Because their wives are advising them. They're handling their emails. <laughs> like, yeah. um. I know somebody whose dad is like a pretty higher up executive at like a, I'm I'm not going to say what company it is, but a company and like his wife is ghostwriting his emails for him. Like she sets up the meeting. She sets up all the social things. She like does, she runs the show. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting to see that Kendall is still reaching out to Rava for this advisement because like, of course he is. Yeah. Does not really know what he's doing. And I assume she was probably really good at it. Yeah. She's like not focused on like the shitty third dumb things that he's focused on like mm-hmm. bruce banner or the hulk and she's like who fucking cares i don't care like, <laughs> like, i'm dealing with our children which one's the incredible one do yeah, that yeah and then he takes that advice which is terrible advice because she doesn't advice. know she's not given the whole context so yeah yeah no but she wasn't prepared she was like i'm not giving you advice what the fuck the incredible one go fuck yourself yeah <laughs> you know? and then like he yeah it falls on his face so uh, i do love that that like little thing was just included on the show because it's like oh yes executive men do that all the time yeah 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 yeah. i'm eating it yeah it's it's kind of a shame that rob is not a bigger player the moving forward because i she does a lot for kendall as a character i appreciate their chemistry too yeah yeah i just like what they've going on i guess it kind of you kind of see why it falls apart in this episode later on but anyway so circling back to the phone call yeah he has this phone call with this banker at ISBC who is part of this $3 billion loan that we talked about last episode yes. that's secured against Waystar's stock. And Kendall wants to arrange a special relationship with this guy where it's like, well, if it falls below 130, like, there's circumstances outside our control and we're doing our yeah. best. Can we just work something else out? And he goes, Hulk, on the call. Yeah. He, before, right before, he's like, hey, Jerry, I'm going to do a new strategy. Like, I'm going to do, a, like, a more aggressive thing. And she's like, Maybe don't. Yeah. He's like, nope, we're doing it. <laughs> yeah. So, by ignoring Jerry's advice, he then says the word fuck off in 
the phone call. Trying to be his dad, basically. Trying Stealing to his own, his old man's line. Mm-hmm. And it is embarrassing. Oh, God, the <laughs> silence is excruciating. Yes. Because he says fuck off and the banker just says nothing and they're on the line. Jerry's staring at him. It's like that meme where it's like, you know, the beginning of that Nicki Minaj song where it's like, never fuck, right? never fuck, yeah, 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 yeah. Never fucks it, yeah. It's like the, you know that meme? Roman in the other room yeah. listening in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know the meme. I yeah. was not there at first. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, what are you on about? <laughs> what are you on about? Um, but no, I'm there. I'm yeah, there. Yeah, so it's absolutely excruciating. Yeah. I, um, like, this is the first time I'm, like, really amazed by Jeremy Strong's acting. Because, like, that whole moment of silence where he's, like, hands on his hips, like, trying to stand his ground. And then... It comes and goes. Yeah, it, and- like, it, he goes through, like, all emotions in, like, five seconds. Yep. <laughs> and then the baker's like, I don't appreciate foul language. The deal is what it is. If you break the covenant, we're going to yep. seek our $3.25 billion back. Thank you. Good Have on. a good morning. Have yeah. a good morning. Yeah. <laughs> Great to start this episode with good morning. <laughs> yeah. Just, I can't help but be a genius. Yep. I don't know what to tell you. And uh, yeah. And Roman walks. I also, I like the kind of callbacks with the dialogue because Roman comes in and is like, that was a complete fucking disaster. And it ends with Kendall telling him to fuck off. And mm-hmm. it's way more menacing and sincere than any of the, the fuck off that he gave in the phone call. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, his dad is in there, but it's not not where it matters, I guess. Yeah, um, and and these like it is way more of a tragedy on rewatch to yeah. <laughs> look at every single move Kendall makes and knowing it's the wrong fucking yep, move. Yep. Because you're like, oh man, you just are trying so hard to be your dad and to live up to yeah. him and to have all these pressures that have been put on you and to live up to them, and he just swings and misses every single time. Yeah, because it's a tragedy like. Then the briefing happens, yeah. and it's even worse because he goes in with this whole like lifeboat Analogy. thing, and he mentions. I love how he mentions iceberg once, and that's what all the headlines run with. <laughs> it's like, lifeboats. Um, Spins lifeboats. Can we make that the spin? Yeah. We're trying. Try harder. <laughs> it's funny because like everything he says kind of goes back to bite him. Like he he makes this whole lifeboat analogy and and roman keeps kind of desperate he's like well vr's a lifeboat porn's a a lifeboat yeah and it's just like it was a dumb it's a done analogy watch roman during that meeting yeah because it's so frustrating it's like can you please shut the fuck up (laughs) i'm gonna stand for this one got my back blown out this morning motherfucker (laughs) yeah oh motherfucker (laughs) and i don't like comedy like that. I don't like cringe comedy. It doesn't do it for uh, me. Oh, so. it's like this. That was my favorite shit. Honestly, watching <laughs> it, I was like, I'm starting to love this show because mm. it's so. The, when he's like, Tom is here, and Tom's like, Hi, can I? And then instantly <laughs> blows right past him. No, I love shit like that. So funny. But Roman just being an asshole the entire meeting. I was like, I can't take this. Yeah, this, yeah. But I care. So you know what? I guess the show did its job because I <laughs> care that Roman was being so annoying. Poor like, lifeboat. Right off the top when he's like, this is Roman, our COO. And he's like, COO. Um, it's just a perfect performance. <laughs> because in episode one, circling all the way back, when he comes in, he's like, oh, what the fuck is this? We're all just dudes in suits. Like, right, nah. yeah. It's like a refreshing attitude. But now that he's actually in a position of power, that is not as welcome as it was before. Yeah. It's more fun when he's an outsider, but now that he's on the inside, yeah. he's back to being that guy in the suit. Honestly, if we're talking about like who could possibly like take over in the future, mm-hmm. this scene is a great example of like why roman is absolutely not 
ever gonna do it <laughs> at least season one roman yeah yeah <laughs> um which speaking of roman we get his jacking yeah. off scene uh, we get the we get the meme right before the jacking off yep, scene of him yep. going and seeing the all emails. emails on his computer so good and i have thought about that jacking off scene in many ways it's like a very it's a an important scene what i take from this scene mm-hmm. is he feels this overwhelming sense of guilt mm-hmm. that he's been put in this position without actually earning it and he has no idea what he's doing and he's gonna let everyone down yeah. and those feelings of shame turn him on yes oh my god you're right right there's something really like sexy about what's happening to him yeah um, like he likes to be degraded ashamed have yeah. all of these difficult feelings and express them through a sexual outlet yeah so him jacking off on a window so the entire city of New York, entire like he wants of- all of them to like watch him. He's also an exhibitionist, you know? Yeah. An yeah. exhibitionist who loves to be degraded, humiliated, and ashamed. Yeah. And so being the whipping post of all these emails or whatever, and knowing that the company's tanking, knowing that it's going to be partially his fault, like, I yeah. think that's incredibly sexy. Yeah. Oh my God. You ever think about it like that? <laughs> I, well, I always knew it was like, you know, something about this turned him on, but mm. that that's a great point. Yeah. That's a great point. I also love how the windows to his office, when he like pulls them down, are not fully like you can fully see through. You can totally see through a crack. <laughs> and when he comes out, he's like, "I'm open for business." <laughs> does it the worst job cleaning up the window? Just spits on it and he's like, "Fuck it." Um, yeah. He's just like me for real. <laughs> Yeah, so there's that scene. Um, Again, the gays won. Yeah, well, the gays win even more with Stewie in the next scene. Yeah, tell me. Um, there's like a few sexual undertones here. There's the whole, the, the first conversation that he has, he's like, yeah, someone's trying to, you know, fuck Rava. Are you okay with that? I don't know who it is. And I never, is is it implying Stewie wants to? He never says who it is. He's like, let's just say someone. I um, never understood what Stewie is going for in that scene. Because most of what I took away from that scene is the business part of it. Where yeah, yeah. There's this proposal, or at least like Stewie's role in the episode, yeah. where Kendall proposes to Stewie, like, hey, you're a really rich private equity guy. I'm sort of $3 billion in the hole. Do you have $4 yeah. billion dollars for me? Mm-hmm. It's not obviously as simple as that, but you know, that's yeah. like the... That's the vibe of the episode. Right. And so this is a dumb idea for many reasons. <clears throat> Prime of which being he winds up giving Stewie voting stock in the yeah. company. Yep. And to open yourself up to such a vulnerable position to like some private equity asshole, like yeah. some young, rich, techie. I, he's like a techie guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is a bad idea. Totally. As the kids say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because that means, and this is like set up for what happens basically in season two not to spoil anything but yeah. like this comes back to bite yeah giving all of this power unsurprisingly yeah um like th- and that's what logan says at the end he says you're a fucking idiot you know yeah which that's the thing is like this just goes to show how much i know about business because when kendall makes this deal i'm like hey, he's the man <laughs> he's the man <laughs> like he solve the problem he um, did solve the problem i will say yeah. that like the actual problem of capital recruitment was solved mm-hmm. however that is not the i don't know how i would have solved the problem like i'm yeah. not a business person i just know that that was definitely the wrong move yeah it's also i i think stewie has the intentions of kind of fucking over kendall mm-hmm. this entire time because he immediately like starts to poke at his weak spots with the cocaine in the bathroom the cocaine in the bathroom the, even the, the Thing the at, at the thing. very outset, which you know? I'm just realizing, like that Rava thing. Who's to say if if someone was actually trying to? Exactly. But it's what makes Kendall so like determined to get back together with Rava in the end of this episode. Yep. Where he's like, "Can we please? We're still together." And he's like, 
he recognizes it as something to lose and he's like i need to hold on to this mm-hmm. um and stewie kind of sets him up for that and so that's why i always thought like it's not stewie like i, I don't even think there's a person yeah yeah um and Greg sees them talking, which is a, is a really, it's just a great foreshadow because you're like, Greg sees them, knows who Stewie is, end of the episode, sees Stewie and Sandy talking in a park. And he's, he's like so hesitant. He's like, hey, I think, and then like keeps walking. <laughs> <laughs> he's so real Such for that. Such a good moment. Um, so yeah. I think that's why this show is also, it's always described as Shakespearean, so I know I'm not saying anything new, but like mm-hmm. characters overhearing really important characters saying something else, like yep, it's just, yep. it's such a play, you know? Yeah, it's I was gonna, when you were, in the last episode, you were like, so much of this is like incoherent, and I'm like, that's how it's Shakespearean, is it's like a different language that I <laughs> barely understand. That's a really funny joke. <laughs> I know, I was like, fuck, I missed the, missed the window. Um, yeah, but anyway, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Stewie. Um, Right well, now? Wait, I mean, yeah, he's, what were you going to say? He's the owner of a rival media conglomerate. Yes. That's, you know, instead of Fox News, it's fucking like NBC. Yeah. Let's yeah, say. yeah, yeah. Which I think it's, he also owns like a right wing one. So we're talking about Sandy, by the way. When oh, you're, I'm yeah, sorry. Did I, 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 meant, I, say Stewie? I said Stewie and then. I'm, and then know, I talked about Sandy. Sandy is the, yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to explain Sandy. Fantastic. So he is, yeah, the owner of this rival media conglomerate. Yes. He is going to be, well, I mean, what do we know from this episode? We don't know a lot about it from this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, kind of mysterious. I don't want to spoil too much. Yeah, you know? yeah. In case someone's following along. No, 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 absolutely. Yeah. I, I love the the scene with Sandy and Kendall where they have like that little interaction and a lot of it's like very nice, like smiley, like, well, wish you all the best kind of. Mm-hmm. And then he leaves and Roman's like, what'd you say? And he was like, he tried to finger bang me and I said, I'd rather eat my own shit. And I'm like... So funny the way they translate these conversations. So funny how, again, every single conversation is sexual, and yet yeah, they yeah. do not be fucking. No. Um, which, thank you for bringing up sexual, because uh, we also get another Tom Gregg yeah. sex thing, which I never kind of, I looking at it through this homosexual lens, I'm like, there's the scene where Tom walks by, and he's like, what the fuck? Are you wearing deck shoes, man? Or something. <laughs> is that poop bag? Yeah, is that poop bag, Greg? Um, and I'm like, he's checking him out. It's like, that was him. His, like he eyed him down and he's like looking at the whole, the whole the fit. Whole picture. Yeah. And that's yeah. a tall drink of water. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's, it's, it shows Tom is looking at his body. You know, that's what it is. Interesting. I've never read it like that. Yeah. Well, that's how I read it. Looking oh. at it. If we want them to fuck, that's how I'm going to read it. Um. <laughs> I, I, I'm getting a little flush. <laughs> It's like one of my favorite first. It's like one of my favorite line deliveries in the whole season, where he's like, "Why the fuck are you?" (laughs) It shows up in all the Tom Greg compilations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So there's that. Uh, I yeah, I never read it like that, and it's also just like another one of those things where Tom feels the need to humiliate Greg in front of other people, and it's clear that Tom's on with the power here. However, Mm -hmm. Tom is still extending a lot of olive branches shall we say throughout yeah. the season to greg mm-hmm. so this is just oh it's so twisted and it's so delicious yeah i mean that's the other thing about tom this episode is he takes one thing that kendall says to him which is like shake the tree and he fucking runs with it and like yeah. every interaction they have he's like shaking the tree shaking the tree <laughs> um <laughs> it's just like what is he doing <laughs> what does that even mean you know what 
Um, Tom Wamsgan's really is weird guy representation. <laughs> you don't get a lot of guys like that anymore in TV shows. <laughs> that's why I love. That's why he's the best character in the show. Because um, the the show on the surface, when you look at all the cover art or the marketing or whatever, it seems like yeah. it's this prestigious, clean, mm-hmm. like businessy show. But you yeah. get a guy talking to his wife's pussy <laughs> and then checking out his his subordinate. Like, yeah. in the same episode. Yeah. Um, Greg. There's a little scene in here that I want to talk about. It's very brief, mm-hmm. but I like that it included. It's he's watching like some informational video about Waystar, and it's talking about the diversity and the inclusivity. And he like looks over, and it's just like <laughs> just a <laughs> trail of like old white guys. <laughs> it's just like kind of an unnecessary scene, but such a great world building yeah, scene. Yeah, those like sprinkles, much like Kendall calling Rava or like this DEI yeah. video. It's just like, oh, this company is re- like you've worked at a Waystar Rayco at some point in your life. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Like I had a um, I always call it like my Death Star job. <laughs> like when I worked my Death Star job, I had yeah. like the company intranet and yep. I had my little login and you could yeah. post on everyone's walls. And then there were like these um, like women's empowerment meetings that yeah. were on Zoom or whatever. So it's just like, yeah, I think it's just more world building to have that yeah. DEI video. And it's also funny as fuck. Yeah. Why do people not talk about how funny the show is? <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about Kendall here. Great. Because there's like two, it's kind of sad. It's like one of the first episodes I start empathizing with him because Stewie says something incredibly mean where he's like, they don't like you, yeah. man. And then later, it's clear that like kind of sticks with Kendall because he like is showing them the, the stock and he's like, this is how much people don't like me. And I'm like, damn it, really? Like, you can see it. And the, what sucks is that it's not his problem entirely. It's like mm-hmm. his dad did this to him. And yeah. it's like, it's not really Kendall that they don't like. It's it's his dad who fucked him over. and Because even like the banker alluded to the fact that he didn't like his relationship with Logan. Yeah. So clearly he was not being set up for success vis-a-vis the debt problem. Right. And I think sometimes when I first was reading Stewie, I was like, oh, he's being like charmingly refreshing and honest with Kendall. But it's clear, especially as the season progresses, that there's an ulterior motive and he's like... It's very manipulative. He's very manipulative. And he has a social power over Kendall that I don't think Kendall understands because he trusts him as like a friend and confidant. Yeah. He's his college buddy Mm -hmm. who may, they may or may not have hooked up is what I'm, that was the third sexual under, I mean, they are very, they have something hooked up. They've explored each other's bodies at the very least. Yeah. They made out at a party once and then they tell everyone like, oh, I've been with guys. Like (laughs) them in the bathroom together and. Before you know he's talking about cocaine, he's like, what if we do a little bump like we used to or uh-huh. something? And you're like, what you're kind like, of bump are we talking about? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, Yeah. Anyway, that's just a, a thing that I... Gay people did win this episode. I picked up on this the first time I watched it, too. I was really? like, there's a sexual tension going on between Kendall and Stewie. I wonder, though, if we keep... I mean, we keep saying that because it's funny. Yeah, but... But also, if this, like... Tension with another character is us, like, just seeing so little attachment and connection in the show that anything that's even a little bit warm is perceived as sexual immediately. And probably to them, too. Yeah. Because there is absolutely no warmth in their everyday lives. Yeah, yeah. Like, the colors of the show are so cold. The mm-hmm. There's just no... There's no, none of that. Yeah. I mean, there is between Shiv and Nathaniel, which we haven't even... Oh, I totally forgot about Nathaniel. Those are the only scenes where it's like, oh, somebody has like romantic chemistry with somebody else. That's like explicitly romantic chemistry. Yeah. And that's that's just sad. I I don't I I kinda hate Nathaniel. I also hate Nathaniel. I'm pro Tom to a point where I'm like, yeah, fuck Nathaniel. I've never I okay. 
Um, when I first was watching the show, I was told that Nathaniel was a sexy guy. I don't think he's sexy. He does not turn me on. He's sexy in a BJ Novak way. Like Now that is unintelligible to me. <laughs> in a Seth Meyers way. Okay. Are you just saying that because they have big heads and like, just hair like, on top of it? They're the same kind of like weird, like nerdy guy. Um, it doesn't do it for me. That doesn't do it for me either. But I'm like, I, that's the sniveling. appeal of Nathaniel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get sniffling. It's giving yeah, weasel. Yeah. yeah it's and like, I'm not talking about the actor's looks or anything. I just mean like the character is just like like conniving. And if you're going to be a weasel like that, be Roman. Like be, that's a hot weasel. Yeah. Because he likes to be kicked around a little bit. Chaotic weasel. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. And Nathaniel, I don't know. I don't like him from day one. Me too. Um, Thank you for saying so. But anyway, they, they're clearly going to do. Yeah. It's established they have a history and he's trying to get background information on, on Marsha, which they, they do find. Mm. Um, and it's like a little mysterious. I know. Um, I, I don't remember entirely what the details of the background info are, but they said that at some point, like anything before she was like 30 is basically unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, kind of comes back once again to bite Shiv <laughs> because she goes in after this to like go see her dad. And then as she comes down, Marsh is like, by the way, uh, if you need to know anything about me, just, just ask, ask me. And I'm like, damn. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Which who's to say... It's kind of a thing of like, did did Tom or uh, who was it, Connor that was with them? Did one of them snitch, or was it the freaking bodyguard in the corner? Say it's probably the freaking bodyguard, yeah, or, or like she just she has such a background where it's like she probably knows when she's being investigated. Yeah, it's probably yeah. Like several people who I would have told her, or she just knows. Yeah. Yeah. So I sincerely doubt that it was like Tom snitching, especially mm-hmm. because like actually I'm not gonna say that. That's a spoiler. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I, I'm like that, that one moment. I was like, "Whoa, season three! Like, it's, yes. it's a very season three moment." Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, yeah. So I don't get a read either way on like necessarily Marsha's background being important no, to the show. It's no. important that she found out that Shiv tried to find out, though. Yeah, and it, it's just another L for Shiv, That's right? On Marsha's bad side. The the show really plays with you in setting out Marsha as this kind of like mysterious, suspicious woman, and. Like, I remember watching with my parents, and my mom was like, I don't like her. Like, <laughs> I was like, neither do I. Like, Marsha's kind of slimy, and but they never really, they haven't gotten there yet. You know, there's still room, but yeah. I kind of live for a slimy woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. it's like, that is, it's much like um, we talked about with Roman last episode. It's like, well, you don't really know what she's going to do next either. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's fun to watch a character like that. Whereas with Tom, or even sometimes with Kendall, it's like, you know that they're going to make a weird or bad choice, respectively. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's not that, like, you know exactly what they're going to do at any given point, but it's like, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Whereas it's fun to have some wild cards thrown in there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's revisit the Kendall-Rava thing, because that mm-hmm. kind of happens around the same time, where he, the, the thing with Stewie is just, happened it kind of works i think it's a it's a really great kind of like mirroring of how things are going for him because that works and at the same time he manages to get laid with rava that night but they wake up and it's like no she doesn't want to keep doing this Mm -hmm. it's a great short-term thing that does not work out long term sort of like the thing with stewie where it's like oh yeah instant like it's a gratification it worked but it's like long term kind of bites him in the butt and 
it's just the same thing. It's like he's all about these like short wins that maybe yes. make him feel like the man. But he's uh, a hard time, and it seems like has a hard time from the outset of the show with that failed deal with Lawrence. Yeah. Or at least like the deal succeeded, quote unquote. But it's like right. it yeah. succeeded because you threw money at the problem yeah. and it was not a good strategy. Mm-hmm. He's not a strategic leader. No, no. And I'm wondering what his, like as I'm watching the show for the first time, what is his background in business and why is he so bad at it? Or is yeah. this just an impossible job where there's no right answers? Clearly yeah. it's not that because Logan wins all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and has won up until this point, so... Like, is there anyone else other than him who could do the job? Is it like a cult of personality where he's only able to do it because people respect him so much? Yeah. And so he gets what he wants? Right. Like, all those questions are uh, on the mind as you watch Kendall fail over and over and over again. Yeah. For a second, you're like, I think he he won in this Mm -hmm. episode, but then... You immediately get from Logan. I, I don't know, you know. Even as like an audience member, you're like, I trust Logan knows what he's doing. So yeah. if he calls you an idiot, you probably messed you probably up. You know, um, and that's how the episode ends. Basically, is him getting called an idiot. Mm. Greg seeing Sandy and Stewie, which again, it's like puts Greg in this position of power where it's like he knows what's going on more than anybody else he's like so rosencrantz and guildenstern yeah he Sorry, sees, I, I don't even think that's a good reference i i'll be honest i just kind of brushed past it. <laughs> I, I think they see something in a play i only know that there's another play called rosencrantz and guildenstern are dead and it's like what those two are up to the whole time yep. they're like these minor background characters that i think witness something that they were yep. supposed to see and then they tell someone else i think yeah but i don't know yeah <laughs> I mean, I, I want to watch Greg a little bit closer mm. this time around because he knows something that none of the other characters know, and I want to see how he, how he deals with that goes about it. Yeah, Because um, that is like kind of his only thing that he can do at this point. Is yeah, he doesn't have a lot of This is something he doesn't understand. Yeah, and he's moving up a little bit with Tom. I mean, yeah. Tom disrespects him quite a bit. But, but because he like, takes it in stride, Tom is, I think, enchanted by that energy. Yeah, he's like, can we find a room for Mr. Greg? And I'm like, hey, good for he's getting a room, you know. Because it, it must, there is some sort of psychotic thing with Tom of yeah. enjoying spoiling Greg and also berating him. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a full dynamic that I think will be explored, obviously, in the season. But it's one yeah. that it's just so, yeah. like I said, enchanting and yeah. rapturing and hot and hot more than anything. I'm sorry, it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, assume um, why don't you? Who won this episode? Oof, Stewie. Stewie, obviously. Easily obviously Stewie. Stewie. It's like you can't even debate that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, definitely no one in the family won. No. Pretty much. I mean, Roman's not in a bad spot. He kind of does the same shit he does with the kid in the first episode to the trainer, where mm-hmm. he's like, I can get a bunch of white shoe lawyers in here and ruin and your life. The fuck out of you for- and then he's like, fuck you. And then kind of just plays with him. And it's like, it's just him like flaunting his power and being a little shit yeah Yeah. it's like it's not like he's doing anything bad it's stuff that might come back to bite him but roman's in a decent spot compared to the rest of the siblings honestly yeah for sure yeah (laughs) because oh i would say probably shiv's a big loser i know that kendall is. i had shiv as my loser yeah yeah yeah, yeah. because it's like everything she does she she thinks that going to see logan is gonna like fix everything and Mm -hmm. it's something that's stressing her out this whole time and as soon as she gets up there he kind of puts her in her place in a lot in a lot of very disturbing and disrespectful ways (laughs) yeah and so to think 
Yeah, like, she's been sort of riding at the top. I know that she hasn't, like, won any of the episodes, Mm -hmm. but she's been riding sort of at the top of the game this entire time, being like, oh, I'm included in these conversations of who the CEO is going to be. I'm included in this board meeting. I'm included in this. Yeah. I don't even work at the fucking company. Right. And to just have it all ripped out by Mm -hmm. one man's touch is just, like, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So it shatters that illusion really quickly. Big L. Yeah. Big L for Shiv. Um, And that kind of does it for this episode a lot of things set up um we'll see where nathaniel goes we'll see where stewie goes see where tom and greg go oh i mean we all want to (laughs) know i need me a freak like tom Uh, yeah (laughs) need me a wamsgans in the bed (laughs) um anyway anything to, to plug I got my podcast Busted Business Bureau yep. that I do yep. and um, I have nothing else to plug I have nothing of note yeah I'm running out of things pretty fast I plugged <laughs> the Twitch and I was like fuck it uh, I'll follow me on Twitter Runquist Karsten oh, if shit. it's still around by the time this podcast comes out are you considering deleting your Twitter oh no I'm, I'm talking about oh, Twitter in general yeah I see no, I'm going down with the ship if it goes. <laughs> like, I, I'm on Twitter I'm um, gonna be like playing like I'm a musician on the Titanic I'm yeah. gonna be sending out my best tweets <laughs> I know Jesse Armstrong is typing up one crazy episode based on whatever the fuck is happening on Twitter right now. Like, <laughs> we're getting a really good season of succession off of this. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Meow. That, yeah. Thank you for listening. And as always, suck, suck off. off.